May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. This is our first uh, episode of the new program. The new audio road. This is our third generation. It is. Because the first generation was the podcast before right. Started in 2015. The second generation was uh, uh, on the XM Satellite Radio. Yeah, 2018. And now we're going back to podcasts. 2022. To reestablish our audience and let them know that every Thursday at noon Central Time, we're going to get on this podcast. And people can call in and ask their questions and we can give them stupid answers. And tell Time them subject to change. <laughs> Time subject to change? Oh, okay, well, we, we want to try and keep it relatively regular so they know when to listen for us. Otherwise, they're just listening right. all day to dead air. Of course, we're dead air anyway, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so in either case, um, we will have guests. We're going to have call in and do interviews with different people. We're going to talk have, about tires. We're going to talk tires. about alignment. I do not want to talk about vibration. No vibration calls. No you got a vibration. You need to call Bruce Malice. Yes, please. Give all your <laughs> vibration calls to Bruce because he deserves it. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, we're just going to try and have some fun here and see if we can do any good like we've almost done before. I don't know if we actually did any good before, but we'll try again. Okay. Right. So the question is, I'm looking at this screen here, and can I tell if there's anybody there waiting to talk to us? Yeah, you're poking over looking at the screen. There was one that was with, uh, uh, that was out of Iowa, but now there's only one from Florida. Well, let, let's let's try this guy in Florida. You want to talk to the guy from Florida? Well, I want to talk to anybody to but you. <laughs> he said, we, we can talk to each other all the time. Yeah. Okay, so this is uh, uh, Terry from Florida. Okay. Click the button. How you guys doing? Hello, Terry. Well, I can, can hear you. Yeah. You can hear us. Um, I'm hey, the first. hey, wait a minute, guys. I'm going to jump in and be totally rude and interrupt you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm doing it for a good reason. Okay. I, I want to give you a, just a quick tip when you look at the auto screen feature. Yeah. Down at the very yeah, bottom, sure. that little text that says he's from Tallahassee, Florida, and there might be a name there, ignore that. Yeah, yeah. Ignore that. Oh, because right. that's being oh. pulled from their phone account. It might be their spouses, their cousins. They might Their phone account might be in Florida. They might be in Alaska. So what you want to look at okay. is all the text after where it says auto screen in capitals. It says, hello, this is Terry. Right. Um, call, yeah, so use that. Don't use that data down on the bottom because most of the time it's going to be wrong. Well, because of the Homeland Security requirements, <laughs> if any data on here is inaccurate, we're going to drop that call. Wait, no, well, wait, we're going to compare it. We're gonna uh, all right. Since, since we're negotiating now, um, I have something. You absolutely have to take vibration calls. I do? You do. Man. Now you oh. can you can Why? you can fool them into believing that it's happening in the engine and send them to Pittsburgh Power, but you have to take them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll consider that in our contract renewal. <laughs> All right, good. All right, now I'm going to stop being rude and I'll let you guys go back to your show. Thank you. I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. There. Yes, there I am. I'm actually out here in Texas in the oil field. I've got a okay. trucks on it. I'm seeing a lot of cupping on tires. I, I, this came right on time for me. Yesterday, I was looking at a back truck we have, and it's, and it's cupping 
on the inside front steer trailer. And then today I was looking at a trailer, a uh, crew trailer, and it's cupping on the inside rear trailer side. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, and I've read up on this, you know, they're saying it's probably suspension, it could be an out-of-round wheel, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you know, how should I attack this problem? I mean, I don't want to just start changing parts, you know. Um, okay, all right. Well, let's, 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 wait, 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 let's, let's start simply here. If we're looking at a steer tire, the first thing you got to do is feel for feathered wear. Right. In other words, put your palm down on the tread, a little pressure down, slide your hand toward the frame, and then slide your hand back out. And if it feels sharp one way and smooth the other way, on either steer tire, only have steer tires. Then you have an alignment problem. And we need to figure out the alignment and then maybe jack it up and check wheel bearings and all that kind of stuff. Okay? Okay. On the trailer, uh, Hanson, when you're getting cupping on the right. inside edge of the inside tire on a the trailer, there's really only two things that typically cause that. And one could be a loose wheel bearing. Mm-hmm. And the other could be if you've got a lightweight axle and you're overloading it and it's bouncing going down the road, flexing the axle and it'll cup on the inside edge. Okay, so that's where you start at. Jack them up, check the wheel bearings, check for feathered wear, and then decide if you need to go past that, okay? Okay. All right. Well, that gets me rolling. I appreciate it. Not yeah. a problem, buddy. And you can always call us if you're in the middle of something that's not making sense. Now, this the okay. lightweight axle thing, you need to, what we end up having to do with that is add weight back into the axle, which comes in the form of welding a, uh, just a piece of angle iron right onto the axle. And that's probably okay, yeah. most of the time on a trailer, that's probably what's actually happening. Yeah, this actually it's a it's a polar trailer, which is a really good make. Yeah, so but the brand of the trailer is not as important as the brand of the suspension. Which is most of them are sus- or Hendrickson. So as you as you're yeah. It could be lightweight axle if it's a Hendrickson. They're the one that built the lightweight axle that gives us all the trouble. Well, the easiest way to tell is just to look at the suspension and see how the axle is attached. You know, because uh, Holland is welded too, but they can have the same problem. No, I haven't, haven't had complaints on the Holland. I have complaints on the Hendrickson. All right. That's so what I want to know Hendrickson. What brand is the suspension? Yeah, you just look for that H on the suspension. Uh, or the Hendrickson over on the tag above the suspension on the trailer. And if it's a Hendrickson with that nice eccentric uh, washer there on the, on the front side of it, uh, then welded on instead of U-bolts. If it's welded in place, that's the one that we've been having the most trouble with. It's been, and it's, I mean, it's nothing, no reason to blame Hendrickson for it. They were asked to make a lighter suspension. And they did. They made a lighter suspension. It's got this little issue. They don't make tires. The tire manufacturers look at the situation and they're not blaming Hendrickson. All they're doing is saying they're going to figure out a way for these tires to not do that anymore. Of course, that could happen in 50 years. Well, so, it hasn't happened in 20 years. No, it hasn't, not in 20 years has it happened. So we're just going to, we, we're doing what we have to, to deal with the, the industry the way it works. Okay, Terry. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, bud. Have a good day. Okay, so now how do we do this? So I think we just drop it. Okay, drop it. All right, very Let's good. So All right. <clears throat> we don't have anybody else waiting, do we? Uh, we do. 
We do? We do. We got from another one? From an undetermined place uh-huh. with an undetermined number. Oh, and could, wait a minute. That, that, could be a, uh, that could be a guy calling us about our extended warranty on our car. He could. Ooh. Good. Cool. Uh, the auto screen says Dan. Okay. So is that D-A-N as in nickel or D-A-M as in Mike? Uh, D-A-N. <laughs> okay, it's Dan. All right. Maybe it's an M-N in it. All right. Okay, so he's, uh, let's see, his phone number, as much good as that really Western does. Western Iowa. It's 712. It says it's Western Iowa. But we don't believe anything. We don't believe he's there. We don't believe he's from there. And if he was from there, he left. All right. Um, and, okay, so I guess the, the best way to determine where he's from is what accent does he have? I can't tell if, if he's got a if he was got a Western Iowa or a Nebraska. Accent. I had COVID, and after COVID, I can't smell, I can't taste, and I can't, I can't hear. And you can't <laughs> you can't hear accents anymore; they're gone. All right, let's go ahead and see who it is. Hello, Dan. We think. Hey, this is Dan from Iowa. Dan oh, from right. Iowa. Dan's from Iowa. Far out. And so are we. What's up? Heck yeah! So. Couple questions. How do I look for a build date on the tire? And how do I translate that? Or how what, what do I look for on one? Okay, on one side or the other of the sidewall of the tire is a DOT number. A stamp. And the DOT number will have a series of letters and numbers in the sequence. Okay? And it's been a long time since I've actually, I used to study that and know what all of them meant, but it doesn't really matter. The last four digits in that DOT number indicate the date. The first two numbers indicate the week and the last two numbers indicate the year. So if you found one that said 0120, that would mean that tire was built during the first week of 2020. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you don't yeah. want one older than seven years. Seven years. Anything past seven years, I really don't want it on the truck because the casing is starting to age out. Okay. Perfect. All right. I'll look for that then. And then when I am when I'm changing out, putting tires on wheels, what like other than the obvious of looking at a wheel to inspect it for you know cracks or anything? Is there anything like where the bead sits that I should be? really watching for cleaning up and inspecting. Yeah. You, on the any wheel. of the old rubber that stuck to the rim mm-hmm. that didn't come off with, that should be cleaned off. Okay. Yep. All right. That's one. Two, okay. there's a particular shape to the bead on an aluminum rim. And as you drive the truck over the years, every time the tire goes through the footprint, the rubber flexes and wears right where the rubber and the metal meet you can look at the rim and you can see that spot where they meet and it wears that bead surface to the point where it will get sharp. You could slide your finger on it and cut it. If the edge has rounded off like that, you need to replace the rim. In fact, Alcoa and the other rim companies make a little aluminum tool that you can set in there and see if it has the correct shape. Okay. okay. So over time, aluminum rims are going to wear right where that rubber and the metal meet. The third thing is, if an aluminum rim or a steel rim has gotten overheated, the unsupported bell of the rim will expand or contract depending on the type of metal it is. So one of the tests you could use on a rim to see if it's still 
round the way it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. is you stand it up on its edge and roll it away from you. Now, if it rolls straight, that means both of those edges are the same circumference. But if it rolls off into a turn to the right, then you bring it back, turn the rim around the other way, and if it rolls off to the left, that rim's not the same circumference on the two bead seats anymore. Okay. All right. So we got a rim issue and we got a tire issue, each of which we want to make sure of before we get this thing together. Correct. And the older the rim gets, the worse these issues become. So is there, I don't know, do they recommend a certain life expectancy out of them? Well, rims typically have about a seven or eight year warranty. I'm not sure exactly what they are today. I haven't paid attention to them. But I I had a guy bring me some rims here the other day that I wanted to play with. And and, and I looked at them and I I rubbed my finger around the edge of the rim. And I could almost cut my fingers with it. And I says, are you going to use these? Oh, yeah, I I want them back as only. No, you don't. These these rims are gone. (laughs) And I had to show him the edge was bad. Okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, and how, how much, how easy is it getting tires right now? Yeah. How is the tire supply? I haven't even, I don't know. The last set I bought was last summer. Mm-hmm. Good. So I, I got to buy some trailer tires here soon. And they told me that mm-hmm. prices were going up on them again. So I need to make a decision here soon on, on those of what I want to do. And Yep. I don't know. It always seems well, like tire prices just they go up and up and up, and they never. I don't know. I never see the <laughs> seem to see them come down ever. No, no, no. It's not something that comes down. And and I've talked to tire suppliers. I was doing some training recently with one of the manufacturers, and they they said they really don't see the tire supply issues resolving until next year sometime. Okay. But, uh, I, just, I, I was uh, going to say it took it took over a month to get a set of tires just for my pickup truck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We got to. Re- There's three basic components to a tire. One is steel. Mm-hmm. Truck tires use steel. Okay. Two is oil. Probably seventy-five percent of what's in that truck tire is oil. So if oil prices go up, you can expect tire prices to go up. Okay. Yep. The third product is rubber, and it used to be in the '90s when we weren't dealing with low rolling resistance tires. Only five to seven percent of the tire was rubber. But with the new fuel-efficient tires, it's up to like 15% of that content is rubber now. And rubber comes from the middle, uh, from Asia, uh, Vietnam, areas like that where the rubber tires are. And so you can see shipping costs and import-export problems and everything else is going to make rubber more expensive. Right. So when, so every time fuel goes up, they, you know, they always blame it on the fuel prices. But then two years ago, it was pretty cheap and mm-hmm. tire prices still never came down. Well, once they get to raise the price, they don't lower it. I mean, when your oh, rate goes up, it doesn't go down <laughs> two years later when things change and prices no. are cheaper. No, it just keeps going up. And uh, again, yep. those, it's a supply issue also. There, yeah. just, right. there aren't enough tires, so yeah. you got to pay a premium. Right. Yep, yep. And that, that's not going to get better, just like we were talking to, well, I was talking to uh, Kevin last week about uh, changes in the industry where they're bringing in let's say electric vehicles, well, that's not going to make the tires any less important or, or valuable. It's going to make the tires tougher because the torque at the engine in an electric truck is going to torque the tire. We expect more tire wear problems. Right. Oh yeah. You'll so a lot more probably. Yeah. Right. The other it's thing is just came at work this morning. We were talking to a fellow up in Wisconsin and he's talking about getting some of our alignment equipment for his fleet. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, 
the alignment charges in the Wisconsin area he's in has gone from 250 for a truck to 450. Right. Just to have it aligned. Mm. Right. Yeah. Costs are going up. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, you have yourself a great right. one, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you later. Yep. yep. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. That was that was some good educational stuff to talk sure about. Sure it was. Good calls. I have no idea if any of it was true, but you know, <laughs> we put it out there like we know what we were talking about. We felt like we were telling the truth. Sure. <laughs> having a good time. All right. <laughs> you, want to, you want to get to the next call? Yeah, let's you do really the call. Do. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> the rooting for calls. Okay, well, we got one here that says his name is Bruce and he's in Nevada. So, uh, uh, trailer tire wear. Trailer, more trailer tire wear. I like trailer tires. Right. They're easy. Yep, yep, yep. Simple yeah. discussion. All right, let's get to it. Hello, Bruce. How you guys doing? Good to hear you. Thank you, sir. We're having a good day. You? No, I'm, not. I'm doing okay. Okay, so I have a 2020 utility trailer. And it yeah. does have the Hendrickson um, suspension on it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I, I started out with the inside tire wear, as mm-hmm. you guys are talking about. But it's, it's got to be where it's starting on the outside also. Yes. Yes. Is It'll it, do that, that eventually. Still from the flex? Is that yep. still from the, the flex? <clears throat> yep. Okay. Now, I haven't, I haven't uh, gotten it anywhere to uh, uh, reinforce that, that axle. I was just going to reinforce replace the tires. How long do tires last? Well, let me me give you an example of a fleet here in Iowa that had that Hendrickson suspension for 15 years and he kept wearing the inside edge. And we finally talked him into putting some reinforcing on it. And he said he was getting 70 to 80,000 miles out of his inside tires and then he had to start rotating tires and do stuff and was driving him nuts. After he put the reinforcing on, he was getting 250,000 miles and the tires were still on. Okay. So then I'm doing pretty good because I've had these tires on here for a year and a half. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Too bad, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The only thing that was concerning me is that, you know, how how it started on the outside. I'm like, okay, well, what is that? I know what the inside is. Now, is it starting on the outside edge of the inside tire or the outside edge of the outside tire? Outside edge of the inside tire. No, no. Ah, outside okay. edge of, of, of the outside tire. You're right. Okay. All right. You're right. And, and is it doing it in all the wheel positions or just in wheel positions? Yes. Yes. What, all or one? All of them. All of them. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, they, they all look and It's a 2020 rough. trailer, so the rims are... Well, remember that as you go down the road and you hit a bump in the road, yeah. when the weight of the trailer pushes down, the axle flexes down in the middle, which pushes the bottom of the tire out, and as it comes yeah, in, come back up. it chops. Okay. But as you come off of the bump and the, and the trailer comes up in the air, it actually pulls the center of the axle up a little bit, and you could wind up getting somewhere on the outside. Okay. But far less often yeah, than... Takes a lot longer for the outside edge to show up than the inside edge, oh, like over oh pressure yeah, wear sure. versus under pressure wear. For sure, I, I, I noticed the inside a long time ago. I just haven't yep. gotten it to, uh, you know, uh, a welder. Yeah, a welder's what you need. Not an alignment shop. A repair shop right. is one that we'd be able to do this. Okay. Right. Okay. Thank All you, right. Sir. Good to hear you guys again. Thank you. Yeah. You have a good Appreciate day. You. Good luck. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. That was that was good. We we managed to get through that. We did. We did. We did. I, I, I don't, don't have any calls right now, so you're stuck talking to me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. All right. So you have so, stopped doing alignments for a while now. I did. I had to stop doing alignments because uh, I drug you into the office and made you do sales work. Right. Right. Okay. Because I'm planning on cutting back on my activities. You are. You are. He's, uh, if, if anybody, how old are you, Mike? 73. He's 73. So I, I am the kid here. I'm 50. No, no. The kid is, is Brady. Brady's, Brady's the child here. Our grandson is in here apprenticing in the shop, and he's learning how to build the equipment and do repairs and learning that stuff. Kevin's wife, Heidi, is in. She's learning to do what my wife Dottie does, which is take care of the books and involve his management and stuff right. like that. So we're looking at a generational change here. But the kid, the kid is the third generation grandson who's in here right. learning this stuff. We don't know if he's going to stay or not. Annoying, snot nosed. Yeah, but he's going to college. He's getting right. his degree in marketing, and he's going to take diesel school. Right. So he can talk intelligently about. Wait, what intelligently. We, <laughs> we, we haven't talked intelligently to anybody in a long time. All right, so in either case... At least have a sense of what's going on. Yes. That's the important that's the plan. Right. And so uh, we're planning on making arrangements during this uh, podcast series right. of, of saying, okay, on this show, on this date, we're going to invite in one or oh, two yeah. shops that use our equipment and, and interview them and talk about what their experiences are and how their business goes and what they do with their business. Right. Because it seems like they all do something different. Now we're just alignments. That's all I ever wanted to do. I didn't That's, want to do the repairs, but some else handle what the repairs are. We're not doing them. But a lot of <laughs> other ones that have come into this, that started off just wanting to do alignments wound up finding that in their market, there wasn't really enough alignment work to keep them busy. Mm -hmm. And so like Jim up in Mich Michigan, yeah, he expanded and he, he does lots of different repairs and he does more of the uh, Dr. Preload, Dr. Preload. And he's also doing the, the, the fuel or oil filters things or fuel right. things. And he's, he's doing lots of, and he replaced suspensions and he's mm -hmm. putting new drive shafts in it. He's done what he needed to expand his business. So I'm curious about getting a hold of some of these people and interviewing to see what motivated them in their particular market with their mindset on order run their business. Right. So we'll be having them call in frequently mm -hmm. uh, because they're all across the country and you all need to hear yeah. what these people are doing. Yeah. Now we've also, it's worth it. we've also sold equipment into existing repair shops that were already doing all kinds of stuff, engines right. and everything, and they added alignment to them. So I'm curious to talk to them about how this impacted their business and mm -hmm. what benefits and what problems it created for them. Right. So we got that stuff. Um, <clears throat> that's, yes, that's the future. The, it could be even next week. I'm pretty sure next week we will be uh, having uh, somebody dinner. Right. Yeah. But right. we'll still be taking calls as people call it, uh, want to ask us questions. Right. right now, I'm sure not too many people know about this program yet. Not too many, yes. I, I think we're keeping a, a, a soft lid on it. Yeah, they were keeping a low profile until we, we got all of the technical bugs worked out so that mm -hmm. we knew that we could actually do a show and not embarrass ourselves. Right. Right. 
until Kevin doesn't do theirs, I so. <laughs> when have we not? <laughs> um, in either case, my plan for my future is to be a technical consultant to Kevin <clears throat> and uh, push the load off onto him. What was that you heard about retiring? I don't know. What did I hear? Uh, something about how uh, people pay you to talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. People said, when are you going to retire, Mike? <laughs> and I said, now, wait a minute. Retirement is when you go sit in the park feeding the pigeons and the squirrels right. and hoping somebody come by so that you can tell them how important you are and, and what <laughs> you know about the world. My status right now is people pay me to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to retire? I'm having more fun this When morning. all you do is talk, yeah. basically. Yeah. That's, whether it's on the phone or Yeah, I don't want to work anymore. Right. Okay. Is that a caller in the queue? Waiting? There is a. Oh, it's in the process. process. Yeah, just take we have to wait a minute. Yeah, this thing is very <laughs> slow. <laughs> Mike is like a rabid dog looking for another uh, caller uh, to talk uh, to. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Okay, we got we got Richard on the line here, and I don't know what his question is, but we're going to call it, uh, put him on, and see if we can answer it. Mm. Okay, this sounds like a fun one. Is this there? Richard? I'm here. Hey. There? All right. Yeah, I'm here. I, cool. Y'all said y'all didn't have any calls, so I figured I'd, I'd give y'all something <laughs> to ponder. Jump right in there. Bring it on in here. Uh, got some brand new tires that also happened on some just about wore out tires, but uh, my tires are wearing out. I bought new tires, and it's still doing the same thing on my new tires. But Okay, now wait. Wait, know, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. What position are the tires in on the vehicle? Drives. Drive, uh, actually, I, I think it's doing it on my drives and the trailers. I, I, I know it's doing it on my drives. But anyway, okay, I'm, so running wide, I'm, I'm running wide base singles. Well, there's your and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I only got to check four tires for air pressure, not eight. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you take a tire, you, you, you jack it up. You scribe a tire to check for measurements and stuff like that. This is the marks that I'm getting. This is the mark that I'm getting on my tires. It's two lines in the center of the tire. Uh, I think I sent you a picture a while back, um, Mike, about this, and you told me to lower my air pressure. I lowered the air pressure down to 105. And it's still done it. I raised it back up to 120 on the wide base. And it still it does it on low pressure and on the, the recommended air pressure on the tire. Okay, wait, 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 wait. If the pattern has already started, yeah, and you can see it, changing the inflation isn't going to help it. Right. Yeah. Now, now I will say, uh, yeah, I will say that this is not something that's like wearing a groove in the tire. It's just basically a like a scribe mark, like a line that you could. Wipe off. I don't. I don't understand it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So it's just, it, it's like dust, and you can wipe it off of the. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not nothing. It's not any. It's not wearing a groove in it. It's. It's not like it's uh cutting a a, a groove in it or anything. Like somebody put a chalk mark on it. Yeah. It's just like you you scribe, put a nail on it and you turn the tire and you scribe a scribe a mark on it. Uh, okay. it, it can be wiped can, off. Can you, can you 
peel off rubber where that mark is? Can you no. put your finger in your little no. no, no plus rubber. Okay. All right. And um, is there any chance that the tire is contacting the bottom of your trailer? No. No. Okay. Hmm. What brand are these tires? Uh, the drives are Michelin. Um, I, I did have the XDN2. They've done it on them, and then I bought the two tires were the are the Michelin X One Line Energy D. Hmm. Okay, and it's what, just right in the it's just right in the center lug. What speeds do you run at? I average between. Uh, when I'm not in a hurry, I, I might do 54 miles an hour down the road, piss a lot of people off, and mm-hmm. and uh, the highest I go might be 70. That's just, but that's because I'm going down a hill. But, but for the most mm-hmm. part, I'm doing between 55 and 63. Okay, now have you measured the tread depth? Right. And compared it to the mileage that you're driving, so you can figure out how many miles per 30 seconds you're wearing off the rubber. I have not done that, but I've got two new tires that I'm going to have to replace on my back axle, and mm-hmm. I think I might do that. You need That's to do that. Because I'd like to know if this is actually costing you anything. Yeah, if it's really not costing you anything, then close your eyes and don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I've got yeah. wondering if I should worry about it, because really I don't think that the, the tires that's on my front axle, uh-huh. I don't think they're really wearing like like it's wearing them out or anything because it's not like you know you can see t- you can see the the rubber compound in the tire just kind of uh, beating sure. off of it, sure. uh, especially on my trailer tires. But um, okay, now the I, I don't think it, drive axle. These are both drive axles. You don't have a six by two, right? No. Yeah. No. Okay. the The rear drive axle will wear twenty five percent faster than the front drive axle. Right. Okay. That's why normally when you get four thirty seconds difference between the front and rear, it's time to rotate your tires to keep from wearing out as a set. Got it? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I'm glad I yep. called. No. So now, I know. now, now, if you wear out the rear tires and you never rotated them, the front tires might have eight thirty seconds left, and the rear tires are down to where you got to replace them. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. If you put brand new tall tires on the rear axle and leave the worn tires on the front, you have so much difference in the circumference of those tires, you could blow the power divider gears out. Oh. Right. I don't want that to happen. Okay. Uh, so I might be shooting myself in the foot if I do that then. No, 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 no. So, right, here's, no. so there's the, an option. There's an option. Okay. Now. Go ahead. You're in this situation now where the rear axle needs to be replaced and the front axle doesn't, right? Right. Okay. So you buy two new tires. You put the new tires on the right side of both axles and the old tires on the left side of both axles. That way the axles rotate at the same average rotation and that protects your gears. Right. The spider gears in the pumpkin can handle that, the... the Power divider gears at the top of that pumpkin. Yeah, the power they don't like the heat. Can't handle the difference in rotation. So doing uh, that. Okay, one, so you're saying you're saying pump. put you're saying put the new tires on the right or either left side of the truck and the old tires right on the opposite. Put yep. the new oh, tires the on the right side. Yep. New, new, new tires on the right side. The reason you put it on the right side is your road slopes to the right. If you put the tall tires over there, it levels your. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying now. All right, okay. Yep. 
And, and how, how what's, what's the difference that I need to be looking at in order to, to determine if I need to do that or not? No more than 15, 30 seconds difference between your front and rear tires. Uh, more than 15, 30 seconds, I need to do that. Uh, the manufacturer says right. eight. Well, the manufacturer uh, says eight. But we have learned that right 15 still works. Yeah, right. 15, okay. 30 seconds. Okay. Right. Okay. So you can measure your old tires and see how much you got. You can measure the new tires, see what you got. If you got more than 15, you better do the right and left deal. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess that's all I got. Oh, one more thing. Uh, I got a, a, a wall bash, wall bash, uh, yeah. whatever. One of those. Here's yeah. suspension. Uh, my Benson, it has the axle that goes through the arm that supports the axle to the trailer. And it's welded, yeah. Yeah, now, my, my trailer, my Wabash trailer, the the axle is actually running through it, but the, the arm doesn't go all the way, it doesn't wrap around, it don't go through the arm, it goes almost like underside of the arm. So the whole uh-huh. axle on the bottom is completely, I could weld the angle iron on the whole bottom side, but then I'll have an issue with jacking, Jacking the truck up if I ever need to. I, I, the top pieces do the job, even though they're in three different pieces. Two short ones, one long one. Okay. The top pieces work fine. That's no big deal. Okay? Okay. The question fine. is, what's the diameter of that axle? If it's a five-inch axle, you don't need the reinforcement. Right. If it's the six-inch axle, it needs the reinforcement. Right. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the same size as my bench because I've done the reinforcement on my bench and uh, I hadn't okay. done the outside. I need to do the outside too, but got to uh, do the outsides. In fact, it's kind of you don't want to do it when you load it, right? No, it doesn't matter because you're going to jack it oh, off the wheels off to put those short things on anyway, right? Oh, okay. Okay, you got to take the wheels off to get the short ones. But the the welder may not work on a truck that is loaded. Just sure. Due to well, it depends on what the load is. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's fuel, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Um, we've had a couple of guys that only welded the outside short pieces on and didn't do the middle, and it works just fine. Really? Okay. Yes, but I had another guy that just did the middle pieces and it didn't do any good. So I'm to the opinion now that you only need the short pieces. Yeah, I think I did the center ones on my other trailer, and mm-hmm. really, I, I haven't had any issues out of the tires since I did that. Uh, because oh, before good. I did, before I did that, it was I was constantly putting tires on that on that stupid trailer, and it just drove me crazy. Well, that's good. But now they, they seem to, yeah, they seem to be wearing fine now. But awesome, buddy. Oh, okay, news. well, I was I was curious about the the scribe mark on my tire. I will. Um, I'll keep a check out on that on these new tires I put on there. All righty. Yep. You have yourself a great day. Drive safe. Thanks, sir. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for the call. All right, bye. Okay. We did that one. We got through it. <clears throat> well, another, yes. We got through a call. Yes. We, got, we do have another call. We have another one. Yeah. Have another. Um, Nashville. Hmm. TPMS. It was a song. It was Nashville. Um, Oh, never mind. I can't remember. <laughs> We're going to have to pay copyrights on that. So yes. Be careful. I, I can't afford it. All right. Uh, let's talk to Chris in Nashville. Tire pressure. Chris. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm in a unique operation. I run a heavy record company driver. And I can feel the truck get squirrely when the tire gets off, but by the time it does get squirrely, I'm down around 40 pound range. Yes. I just want to be able to monitor these tire pressures before they become an issue. You need a tire pressure monitoring system. That would really be handy. Yeah. And since we can run up to 25,000 pounds per axle with our overweight permits and some of these Uh heavy trucks we show, it would be nice for us to maybe, I don't know, the ones with the temperature measurements be worth it or not. But but this is a company truck, you said, right? Yeah. Okay, so you don't want to you don't want to get real crazy about what you're going to put on a company truck because you may have to take it off and go to another company, right? Yeah, although I don't think it's a jumping ship anytime soon. Well, if, they, <laughs> if the company doesn't want to pay for it, I would get a Pressure Pro or a Duran system that you can just screw them on where the valve caps are mm-hmm. on all the mm-hmm. wheels. And it, and then you can have this little thing on the dashboard that you can put up there with Velcro and then plug it into a power source, and you'll have all your truck tire pressures right there on the dashboard that you can monitor while you drive down the road. And right. it's a plug-and-play system, and it works just fine. And what were those two companies again? Durand, Durand uh, or Pressure Pro. Pressure Pro, yeah, okay. Now, TST. TST. Do any of those have a smoky sensor where you can still put something on it? Because I'm also thinking about maybe some tire pressure equalizers. Well, go go to the go to their website and look up their stuff and and see what they got. But I would, okay. if I was you, I'd look at something like that. It's a plug and play. Doesn't require a real complicated installation, and you can monitor your tire pressures while you're driving down the road. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, it's an 06 Kenworth 8 bag suspension, 390 rear ends, 11 R, 24 5 tires. Mm-hmm. That is probably, uh, if he's listening, he's probably cringing at those tires, man. Yeah, yeah. Good old truck. It's not exactly a fuel efficient truck, though. Yeah, that's not my problem. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, crazy that the company wouldn't want to pay to protect their tires because it's, it's the number one cost that you can control on the truck. And it's a cost. I mean, uh, you, if you don't well, pay attention to it, willing, you're going to lose money. They'll spend $50 to give you a brand new tire gauge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll give you a quality gauge to use and he wants us to use it several times a day, but I'd like to, you know, when you pick up that mail going down the interstate, you're not going to know it until you stop. Exactly. He's, he's happy to use your labor, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would get, I would get one of those. You can get those for, I, I don't know. I think five, 600 bucks. So yeah. About that much. It's, it's a, it'll save you one tire. If it saves you one tire, it's paid for itself already. Well, from your position, if it saves you one sitting on the side of the road with a blown tire waiting for a service truck, it was worth it. Yeah. And that service truck will be our own in-house service truck, and I'm my three states away. I'm waiting a long time. You got it. You got it. <laughs> all right, buddy. You drive safe out there, huh? Oh, good. All right. Thank you. you all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Okay. You did a nap? Yeah. So, um, anybody else 
I was thinking about calling, just remember the number is 855-950-3835. Uh, 55-950-3835. No, no, you're talking too fast. They can't write that down when you talk too fast. <laughs> 950 is the second set. Correct. 3835 is the last set. Yeah, and this is the same this is the same number that uh, the Audio Road uses across their their platform, platform right now. Okay, well cool. So well, I'm glad. Everybody try to remember that number. Give us a call if you need uh, if you got any questions about tire wear, handling I guess vibration. I don't want to talk about vibration. I know you said <laughs> we have to take them, but I don't want them. <laughs> if the vibration starts in your hands, we got a lot to talk about. It's a steering wheel. Right. We can figure out what's happening in your Yeah, hands. but if you get your hands tucked under your two Oh, right, hands, right. That doesn't help. Right, yes. Yeah. So if you got if you got the vibration coming through your steering wheel, we got plenty yeah, of time. I'm driving down the road with my hand on the shifter, and I can feel the vibration of my hand on the shifter. That's, that's not doing us any good. That's the rear end. Yeah, and then the likelihood that it's an alignment or tire problem is actually less than 50. Yeah. 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 Anyway, but if it's in your in your steering wheel, let's talk about ninety nine percent chance that we're talking. I had a about guy it. just call yesterday saying he's got a vibration, mm-hmm. and he says it's worse when he steps on the brakes. In okay. fact, it doesn't even exist until he steps on the brakes, and it's in. I said, it's in your seat feet or steering wheel? Steering wheel. Steering wheel. I said you got a brake drum off center. Exactly, or it's out around, and that's causing the vibration. All right. So some of this we can answer real easy. Some of it takes more trouble. What do we got right. there? Is we there a calling in? Just give, them, just give them a minute. I, I don't know if I, another trailer tire wear. Uh, I like trailer Let's tires. It's simple. Let's do trailer tire. All right. We're going to be talking to Kevin who has a trailer tire that wear. That is the third Kevin. This is in KR. And one mic. I hope that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. AB or KR. Hello, Kevin. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You? <laughs> Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Well, I have a tire. KB? No, it's a KD, actually. <laughs> See? So there's two KBs and a KR. Okay. What again. you got? Okay. I have three trailers. I have two, um, uh, what are they called? Dog on it. I have one Wabash and two utility trailers. I'm having okay. the same problem with the inside tire wear on all of them. I don't know what axles there are on them. But your reinforcement, I hear you talking about it. Right. Where can yeah. I see a video on how to do this here? Well, if you go to our website, it's mdalign.com. Okay. Okay. There's a contact form on there. If you'll fill out your information and send your contact form in with a comment that says, I want to know how to reinforce my axles. That'll give me the email address, and I can email you back the information on how to do it. Right. Okay. It's, it's, it's not super complicated. We got some pictures. Yeah, it's really simple. You know, the only the only important the really important thing that we heard about this is right. that you just want to make sure that it's clean enough that the DOT doesn't flip out on you. Well, yeah, when, when you're done welding it, it should look like a professional welded it, not like I did it, because I do it and it looks ugly. Chicken shit. Yeah, yeah it's sort of crap all over it. And then yeah. you want to paint it so that it doesn't rust all over the place, otherwise the DOT looks at it and says, that's not a professional job. Right. Okay, now on this, do you have to take your tires off to do it or not? 
Get the two outside tires in order to get the short piece on. You're going to find you have to take the two wheels off. Yep. Okay. And how thick is this metal? How thick should it be? Eighth of an inch thick. Okay. Two for each. Two for each side of the axle, correct? Well, that's a long center piece, and then you got two short pieces from the suspension out to the brake backing plate. So there's going to be three pieces on each axle. Okay. All right. Got you. Got you. Okay. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You drive safe. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Well, that was painless. Yes, it was. And that's until they start talking about vibrations. That's typically how these calls go. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It is fairly simple if we're just dealing with tire wear problems. (laughs) What are the number one, what is the number one tire wear problem you get phone calls on all the time? Oh, for me, um, Oh, cupping, cupping. Cupping on steers or cupping on drives? Uh, oh, I get, I get. I typically get it on steers. Steers. And what is the number one cause of cupping that you see on steers? The number one cause of inflation. Inflation. They don't have enough air. Right. And when you see that, it's because it's cupping in the middle three ribs on a tire. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the second most common? So, well, then it was. It'll still be cupping, and in this case, it'll be a loose component. Okay, so a bearing's loose or a kingpin's loose. Right. And that could be a bearing loose on a drive axle mm-hmm. or a trailer axle. Right. Kingpin will be on a steer axle. Right. Okay, all right. What's the third? Third is, uh, well, that'll be, let's see, for a call, that'll be feathering. Feathered wear. Now, feathered wear on a steer tire means you slide your hand, palm down, across the tread toward the frame, mm-hmm. pull your hand back across. One direction it's sharp, the other direction it's smooth. And that tells me the alignment's wrong. Right. So if the feathering is not there, it's not an alignment problem. Not an alignment problem. If the feathering is there, it is an alignment problem. Right. And the guy says, but I've had it aligned three times and I got printouts. Right. Well, and that's, it's interesting. I, I must not be dealing with as many newer vehicles as I am older vehicles because it is usually you've got repair work to do before we're going to get this thing driving straight. If, if I went into a truck dealership or a repair shop and walked around and looked at the vehicles in there that are in there for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they're doing the overheads, they're changing the oil, it doesn't matter. Seven out of 10 trucks in that shop will have feathered wear. Mm-hmm. And the average truck that has feathered wear needs a thousand to $1,500 worth of suspension repair work before I can do the alignment. Right. So suspension repair is the number one thing that causes alignments to be out. Right. The second thing is, even if they repaired it and they did the alignment wrong, you still have an alignment problem. Right. Okay. So, cupping on the steers because of inflation, cupping on any tire because of loose components, feathered wear, which causes, is from the alignment. Right. What's the fourth thing? Fourth. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, rapid wear. They're just, uh, they're losing tires fast. Okay. Now, we're talking about steers or drives. Well, uh, this will be this will be typically steers, okay, and it'll be it'll be an assortment of problems. It'll pr- probably end up. Uh, uh, let's see, it's feathering that they did not see. Yes, yes, they didn't know to feel feathered wear. Right, the tires are wearing out rapid. You get them to look at the tire. Oh, it's a feathered problem. Right. Okay. All right. The other problem I'm thinking about mm-hmm. is the outside shoulder on the right front tire. <laughs> yes. Yes, which is that's very that's very that's pretty dang common. The new trucks, the Freightliner Cascadias, the Volvos, and now it's optional on other trucks where the tires are turning way too sharp mm-hmm. in the turns, 
and they wear off the outside shoulder, the right front tire. That's the wide track axles right. the problems that deal with that. Okay, right. so we've got we've got inflation, inflation. We've got loose components. We've got alignment, mm-hmm. and we've got fifty-five degree wheel cut, sharp steer axles. These are typical four issues. And then the one other issue, which we've answered the question on at least two or three times today, is <laughs> lightweight axles that are flexing too much. That's not a loose component. That's mm-hmm. a lightweight. And it causes inside edge wear on the inside duel. Right. It's, 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 uh, it's kind of stunning how much labor that problem is producing. Yes. It takes, and uh, how limited that labor is uh, for availability. Yeah, we don't have... Mechanics, well, shorter mechanics, so let's fix the axles. We don't have to spend the time changing tires. Right. It would be really nice if the axles were just thick enough to yep. not do this. Okay. We're running into the end of this time for the show. Yes. Yes. It's almost one. It's been pleasant talking to people. I don't know how many people are listening. I'm looking forward to this building up. Mm-hmm. But we will do this again next, next Thursday week. at noon Central Time. Yes. Same time, same bat channel. channel. Correct. Batman. All right. This has been Rolling Toe. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us. We will see you all next week.